Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Jump Podcast, formerly known as the Budget-Minded Traveler. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Hey guys, welcome back to Jump. This is episode 102. And today I'm inviting my dear friend Anya to join me in talking about one of my favorite subjects, beer. Anya is Bavarian which naturally makes her an expert in the subject. And ever since I met her, I've been wanting to have this conversation with her in front of you. Actually, I originally wanted to share the 18 different rules or guidelines for drinking beer that she began sharing with me when we first met. But then I went and visited her a few times in Munich, uh, including recently for Oktoberfest. And so this conversation has become twofold and also two episodes. So in today's episode, we're talking about everything Oktoberfest from history to traditions to advice and tips for how to do it yourself. And then in the next episode, we'll get into those Bavarian guidelines for how to properly drink beer. Now, With the recent podcast name change, I'm sort of slowly figuring some things out as I go. You've probably noticed. So first of all, I'd love to know what you think of the new music for the intro. Honestly, you are the ones who listen to this show. So I want to make sure it's pleasing to your ears. So feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Traveling Jackie and let me know. Also, as far as show notes go... They don't really exist anymore uh, because in my efforts to streamline the production of this show and make it easier on myself, I decided to stop creating a single post for every single episode. Um, So you can find the list of episodes and anything important that I do decide to share for that episode at, and pay attention because this is different, travelingjackie.com slash podcast. So if I mention any sort of show notes going forward, it's always going to be on this page. This also means that if you were counting on the blog posts to prompt you when there was a new episode, that will no longer happen. So you just need to subscribe via your favorite podcast player. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and There are a ton out there, a ton other ones out there. So just make sure that you're subscribed uh, to the podcast, to the show, and the episodes will update auto-magically. One more thing before we get started. Um, I just got back from leading another incredible group trip to Patagonia. There were 14 of us and we spent 10 days trekking in Chile and Argentina. It was truly an amazing group. Shout out to all of you who were there And if you are interested in traveling with me, 
check out travelingjackie.com slash trips and make sure you're subscribed to get important updates. Right now, there are still spots available on my next women's adventure retreat in Ecuador. So ladies, don't miss that, especially if you're into being bold and taking leaps in your life. You can check that out at travelingjackie.com slash Ecuador. Um, These trips are just magic and I hope that I get to meet you someday on one of them. All right. If you are not currently driving, running on a treadmill, or in a place at work where you will be judged for it, then I invite you to grab a beer with us to get into the Oktoberfest spirit. Um, Also, just a little disclaimer, (laughs) I get really excited about Oktoberfest. So please forgive me in advance for my enthusiasm, let's say, um, to share absolutely everything I know about it. All right. Beers in hands. Let's do this. So you guys might remember me telling a little story about um, how I met a couple of people down in Patagonia last Christmas. In episode 93, I had Costas on to talk about uh, sailing. And when I met him, he was with a German woman who, uh, when they came up and sat down at my table in this little <laughs> chocolate shop in the tiny, tiny town called El Chalten in a corner of Patagonia in Argentina, Costas and I both sat down with chocolate and hot chocolate and Anya walks in with a beer. <laughs> and immediately I thought, I like this girl. I need to get to know this person. And that was when I sort of was eavesdropping on their conversation and figured out that they were planning to travel in the direction that I had just come from. And so I chimed in and we basically started talking. And now um, I have Anya on my podcast, like come full circle because we've had Costas and now we have Anya because they're both such interesting people. And today we get to talk about Oktoberfest and drinking beer in Germany. So Anya, welcome to my podcast. (laughs) Hi, nice meeting you again. (laughs) So lovely to be here. Yeah, it's so cool because we that was Christmas last year and we have seen each other twice since then in Munich. I've actually gone to three times, actually. Was it three? Three times. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a bonus lunch that one day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when I was passing through. That's right. It's a testimony to the quality of the people that you meet on the road, I think, because you and I have become such good friends since that day. And I'm so grateful that you decided to sit down at my table that day in the coffee shop or in the chocolate shop in Argentina. Um, and I'm also grateful that today we get to talk about beer. So thank you for being here. I'm super excited to talk about this because it's one of my favorite things. Uh, Oktoberfest just happened in Germany. Um, Oktoberfest is in Munich, by the way, if you guys don't know. The real Oktoberfest happens in Munich, even though they have celebrations really all over the world for it. Um, but Anya is from Munich. And so I think that that automatically makes you an expert on (laughs) both Oktoberfest and beer. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, And one of the things that this is, this was the immediate when we were, when we were down actually in Patagonia, I remember you teaching me some rules about how to drink beer properly um, in Germany. And then you told me that there are 18 rules for 
drinking beer in Germany. Is that right? <laughs> I was just advised by a couple of people. You're totally right. They're even more than that. But <laughs> I wouldn't... <laughs> But I wouldn't call them rules anymore because I, I've been advised by a couple of people which I have been talking to and telling about these recommendations. That recommendations. They, 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 they started talking me, to me and asked me, why you're so German? Why do you always talk about rules? Are these really <laughs> rules? And said, no, these are not rules. These are actually, because that kept me thinking. And I just put them as rules. But, but actually, these are more or less recommendations, how to do it best. And okay. how to best keep that you be cool and um, and also how to keep the respect of the one you who, who you do say cheers with. Yes, and I it, love it. it's just a recommendation how to do it better for you and for the beer. Amazing. So let me not put it like rules. It's um, okay. Yes, how to do it best awesome. and have the best outcome. <laughs> I love it. Recommendations for beer according to Germans. Um, this will be. Awesome. So we're going to talk about that. And then Bavarians, actually. Bavarians. Bavarians. Because, yeah, because that's also totally different. <laughs> yes. We have the largest beers. <laughs> <laughs> and you care deeply about them. You definitely care more about them, I think, than maybe the rest of Germany. The others okay. are all fake. <laughs> the others are all fake. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, you guys. <laughs> um, before we get started... I want to invite our listeners to grab a beer with us because you and I are definitely both drinking. Absolutely. What are, <laughs> what are you what are you drinking right now? I'm actually um a big fan of Pilsner. Okay. And that's what I'm having. Which one? From where? Um <laughs> I, I'm currently having one which is a very, very small brewery, but I love it. It's um very strong in taste and it's called Lamsbräu. Okay. Um, I am drinking uh, actually a beer from New England. It's a coffee porter because it's 1.30 in the afternoon here. <laughs> and so I figured it was okay to still have coffee in my beer at this time. And it's by Frost Beer Works in Heinsberg VT. So I got that when I was in Vermont this summer. So cheers and cheers, cheers. to everybody listening in case you were able to grab a beer in that short time. And okay, so beyond beyond the guidelines, beyond the recommendations for how best mm -hmm. to drink your beer, according to Bavarians, um, we're also going to talk about our recent experience at Oktoberfest and some of the traditions that go, that surround Oktoberfest and beer gardens and all the fun things that I, I'm so impressed with the never ending, you're like a, you're like a wikipedia when it comes to beer like you have so many fun facts to share about i feel like you chime in with them all the time about just the traditions and the way things were and should be i just i love it so we're gonna just have fun with it and get into all of that today i just love it so much myself <laughs> that's i know why. i think it's what brought us together in the first place <laughs> We should actually maybe also um, mention what the Oktoberfest actually is, where it comes from and when it is and why it is called Oktoberfest. Absolutely. Go ahead. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> I figured that question. So, <laughs> well, do you want me? Do you want me to tell you what I think, and then you can correct me? Yes, please. Yes, okay. please. Perfect. Because okay. um, I I'm kind of obsessed with Oktoberfest, and so I actually know <laughs> quite a lot about it. And I going there with you was my fifth time in the last ten years, actually being at Oktoberfest. And and so here here's what I know that it originally started as a horse race to celebrate the wedding of. Um, was it Princess Teresa? Uh, yes. She was a Princess Bavarian Therese princess. And yeah, Therese. Prince Ludwig. Okay. And so to celebrate their wedding, they had a big horse race. And the, the locals loved it so much that they demanded that it become an annual event. And so mm-hmm. Oktoberfest actually started out as a horse race. And then it wasn't until 1960 that beer was introduced and now today it sees like six or seven million people from all over the world that travel mm-hmm. to Munich to celebrate. And the the grounds where it is held in Munich are called the Theresien, Theresienwiese, which means mm-hmm. Teresa's Meadow, basically, like the meadows of Teresa's Meadow. And um, because that's where it originally was. And so it got it's actually named after her. And it was in October and they moved it. Um, so it lasts for two weeks. It starts on a Saturday and it ends on the first Sunday in October. Um, so it's it goes spans two weeks and three weekends. And um, they moved it up because of weather. Actually, that's why it starts in September now. <laughs> you are amazing. I mean, what else <laughs> shall I tell? <laughs> There's almost nothing missing. Well, so let's you- talk about the the beers actually that that have to. So there are only here, here, I'll I'll continue. I'll give you a little bit more and then you can correct or add whatever you'd like. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Okay. So the beers that are part of Oktoberfest are actually very specific. They're brewed for Oktoberfest specifically, and they are only brewed by uh, breweries that are within the city limits of Munich. And so there are only a a handful of them that are actually allowed to brew beers for Oktoberfest. And they all have to be at least... 6% or higher. And so these are strong, strong beers that they are pouring and they are served in a mass or what we call steins in English. And and they only come in basically two. You can only order basically two kinds. You can get the, I mean, you can order a beer or you can order a Radler, which is cut with lemonade. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then each of these breweries that are able to produce these beers for Oktoberfest have their own what we call tents, which really are buildings in the Oktoberfest itself, uh, which sort of feels like a really amazing state fair for adults with beer. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely the most drunk area in the entire world during that time yes, frame. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Go ahead. Now I'll turn it over to you and you can fix it or add to it. <laughs> no, no, no. There's nothing to fix. So actually, <laughs> no, one thing I would very much like to add is the marriage happened in 1810. So um, we are over 200 years yeah. already having the Oktoberfest, but it didn't happen because of war or any other things. It didn't happen all the years. It, it just got to be an annual thing mm-hmm. um, over the last decades and uh, within the last century. Um, so in 2010, after 200 years, um, it was a little extended 
And we also additionally got the Eudewiesen, um, that's a Bavarian term, um, on it, and which is actually the historic part of the Oktoberfest, where also oh. the old roller, sco- um, roller coasters or the old way of serving food and cooking food and also different different music in the tents and uh, a little bit more calm. Um, that's also why you go there normally. The families or the ones which re- are really absolutely into tradition would definitely like to go to the Oid. Um, which is the historic Oktoberfest part. And it's a separate part. But now it became an annual thing. So we have it now there Yeah. in I... addition every year. So this is special about the Oktoberfest as well because it is about tradition. It's not about getting the people mm-hmm. drunk and getting mm-hmm. six million people over every mm-hmm. year. <laughs> it's definitely also about keeping the heritage and um, the the tradition up and high and giving it the ground to be at because it's mm-hmm. it's about the music it's about the traditional clothing it's about um also the breweries it's about so many things and not only about party and drinking oh yeah and yeah. one one third of the oktoberfest are these beer tents which can fill up to i think and i might be wrong here but i think I shouldn't say a number because I'm not 100% sure, but give me a second and I will know it in a second. <laughs> um, um, thousands and thousands of people mm-hmm. fill into one tent, definitely. Mm-hmm. They're bigger ones and smaller ones. Mm-hmm. So yes, like you said, all the big breweries which have their bases in Munich are allowed to be the ones serving beer on the Oktoberfest. And I could name them, which is Augustina, Hackerpschor, Hofbräu, Löwenbräu, Paulana and Spaten. These are the mm-hmm. six ones who do serve beer on the Oktoberfest. And that's actually also what you should drink there. You shouldn't go for wine or Prosecco or Champagne or whatever. Or but Rosé, Champagne. Also- <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we'll tell that but story. Also- <laughs> what are you talking about? What's <laughs> um, <laughs> your point here. Um, but it's also served. But these tents, you get that served are different. But in just recently, also the big tents open up areas, bars um, for Prosecco wine and just to mingle around because the most complicated thing on the Oktoberfest is being able to get into the tents. Mm-hmm. There's only one third approximately um, of the tents, which is open for everyone. And all the other tables are actually to be reserved up front and the reservation phase um, um, already starts in February mm-hmm. next year for next year. So more than half a year prior to the Oktoberfest. And it's very hard to get a table, by the way, because normally you come into not a drawing, but you have to apply for a table. You get one of the shitty tables and you have to keep it for a couple of years and come back and oh, already renew your reservation. And with that, and also with the turnaround you're, you're producing at the table, you kind of validate. So this is all inofficial, but you kind of validate yourself to get a better table the next year. So you have to be into the system and being a number or <laughs> a, yeah, a lead there. And with that, they approach you, offer you a table, and you're able to rebook it. Things yeah. like that. So the most complicated thing is getting a really nice table, being able to sit down, because only when you sit, you're able to um, order beer by the waitresses. Uh, that's not true, though, because you can order when you're standing, like in the middle of the tents, the from the, the servers that come around. I mean, that's how you do it. 
that's how you do it. But um, if it's super crowded, they won't serve you. Uh, also, if they you can't have eat. Pitting, it's like, well, you can, right. but it's super hard when you're in the middle standing with all the people. And so it's better if you get a, if you want to eat, it's better if you sit down at a table. Or if you just pretend to belong to a table, then you will get <laughs> Also, <laughs> you, the, the reservations at a, the reservations don't start till like 3 p.m., right? It's so, no, they have different time frames. Okay, okay, actually. okay. So, I think it depends on the tent too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So some of the tents have four, some of the tents have three reservations per day. So it's normally the lunchtime, the afternoon and the evening. Okay. Mm-hmm. But some of them have also four. I remember because in the Hofbrau tent, which is the... It, I would, it's definitely the most popular one for English speaking tourists at Oktoberfest, I think. And that one, the tables that are around it, you can, you can sit at until about 3 PM and then you get kicked out. Like everyone gets cleared out for, um, for reservations. But if you're in the middle, in the standing section, you don't get kicked mm-hmm. out at all. Like you but can that's stay super special. all night. That's the only tent who has a standing area. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. The others don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so complicated. But you know what? I think that the reservation thing is is very, very good because it allows for Bavarian companies and families to kind of hold their stake. Like they're the ones who know how it works and who are going to be there year after year who can say, this is my... Oh, I just remembered a word you taught me. Oh, it was... Not stimmt. That's that's your right. What's the one? Oh shoot, I forgot it actually. The one that's like this is your table. The your 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 always table. You know you you taught me about that when we went. Stemtisch. 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 Right. Yes. So you can like protect your stemtisch. <laughs> if you're Bavarian, you can your company can always have your company parties each year. I know that's big for for you know German companies and so I feel like it's good that they have this reservation system that's kind of complicated because that means that the world can't take over their traditional place you know the world can go in when they're allowed and where they're allowed and I think that that is good does that make sense yes it's kind of a tradition again yeah absolutely (laughs) because that's what that's what matters I've spent most of my time at Oktoberfest in the Hofbrau tent because I also find it the most fun, uh, mostly because I can talk to everybody because because, you know, a lot of the other tents are full of Germans, which is great, but they're all speaking German with each other. And I mean, it's a little bit harder to uh, kind of get into it with everybody. And in Hofbrau, it's like they expect you if you're an English speaking tourist, you know, <laughs> and, and it's it's an amazing place. It really is. I've had such incredible experiences in well at Oktoberfest in general but I would say especially in that in those tents because that's it's really really mixed from all over the world and you just meet people from every mm-hmm. from everywhere and every single day that you go to Oktoberfest it's different because it depends on the people that you meet and you're going to meet different yes. people every time yeah. and that's what it's about to me is the interactions and meeting people and being able to speak all these different languages with people and cheersing with so many people from around the world. It's, it's such a community thing. And yes, it's centered around beer, but it's not just about the beer. You know, it's, I think it's like a, a human interaction and it is a beautiful thing. And yes, and absolutely. And it's still about coming together. 
with people you mm -hmm. haven't met yet mm -hmm. or you keep meeting throughout the entire year and you're liking you want to spend a good time with and also sharing your your space your place your table and your time with the good ones and the new ones so it's both it's about everything you can you can definitely go on the oktoberfest by yourself oh yeah you will never be alone never ever no. because you will always be able to go somewhere and this is actually the easiest way to go on the oktoberfest go <laughs> yes, <it> is. <laughs> i would never do it by the way so be, because me i'm not a single person going somewhere by myself but i like going there with a friend for example and then with with Two people, you always get in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's. I mean, yes, it can be getting really complicated at the doors because they are closing the doors down uh, if the um, tents are overcrowded, mm -hmm. which is for a good reason because otherwise it's getting really a little bit um, bumpy inside. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but in general, I mean, I just looked it up, by the way. We have 14 tents. So there's mm -hmm. a good variety of choice where you can go to. Each tent actually has its own atmosphere, completely oh, different, yeah. mm -hmm. incomparable to each other. Like you just mentioned, the one you prefer is so different to the Schützenzeit, for example, yeah. where it is about shooting and also tradition and or the, the Winzerer Fonda, which is the most, in, in a visual way, the most lightweight tent of mm. all of them. But it's also the biggest one. And the, the biggest one, it holds um, 8,450 oh, people gosh. and 2,450 outside. So a tent always has an inner area and an outer area. And just recently, over the last couple of years, they also installed these heating thingies outside above the tables to make the people being able to stay outside um, while it's even getting cold. Which brings me to another point I wanted to catch <laughs> up with. Why the Oktoberfest was moved from October to September. Yes, true. Very, very important point. Two points here. Um, because when I was young and I was still going to school and obviously also going to the Oktoberfest at that point of time. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember walking through snow and it was in September. So we did have snow in September. This never, ever happened again. So I only remember two times we had it and I'm definitely going to the Oktoberfest since more than two years. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it can get chilly, especially at night. But it mustn't. This year, for example, it was one of the warmest years we've ever had with most sunshine, absolutely lovely and, and pleasant. But they have installed these heating systems outside for these. For example, here, a very, very big outdoor beer garden is, for example, 3,022 seats for the Hofbräuzelt. Yeah. So you see, it's it's around, it's, it's close to 8,000, 9,000 or 10,000 people, which one tent can take. And there and are 14. <laughs> And there are 14 tents. So and there's the whole outside. I mean, and we are only, yes. There's so and we much are only more talking than, about the tents now. Right? Yeah, exactly. I think and there's only, like 300,000 people at any given time at Oktoberfest. That might not even be enough. I don't oh, know. Oh man, it's so crazy. But, and these are only the big tents. They're also the small tents. Right. The small like the one that we which, went into. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. One last thing about how to know when is the Oktoberfest? It's super easy and you should definitely know it. So like you already mentioned, the Oktoberfest spans two weeks and has starts at Saturday and ends at Sunday. True, 
but not always. Only so when is- Unity Day is on a Sunday. Yes, then exactly. it goes to Monday. See, I'm so, I know that so, I know this stuff. Okay. <laughs> and this is how you count. So Oktoberfest always has one at least, and maximum one. So there's always one Sunday in October. Not more, not less. So look up the first Sunday in October and count back three Sundays. And then you know when the Oktoberfest starts, the Saturday before that Sunday mm-hmm. um, in September. So always three weekends and only one Sunday in October. If the Unity Day or the Union Day of Germany is after the first Sunday. If it's on the first Sunday, then it ends on Monday. So for example, it, it, the October 1st can be a Sunday. Then it lasts at least until the 3rd of October. If the first Sunday is the 6th, or actually like this year, the 7th of October, that was our first Sunday. Mm-hmm. It lasts until the 7th. Even the Unity Day, which is 3rd of October, was prior to that. Mm-hmm. So it always lasts until the first Sunday in October or if the Unity Day comes after that until then. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Awesome. What about the, let's talk about the traditional dress because, I, um, oh, also, I don't, I don't think people consider lederhosen the whole thing, but the lederhosen is actually only what the men wear. The women wear dirndls, uh, which are the dresses. So let's okay. talk about those for a minute because the, there's so much we could talk about about that, but let's just touch on it real quick. Okay. Touching. Tell us Two about things. it. Okay. A dildo always comes with an apron. If there's no apron, you're incomplete. So always <laughs> make sure you have an apron first. <laughs> Second, the length the length length of a dinner. Like I said, we really, so we Bavarians really value tradition. And there are dinners which are sold for carnival and, and these things. These are not dinners. I mean, why? Mm-hmm. Let me just leave it with that and just ask why. Seriously. But the length of a dinner has a meaning. So if you're a young child, you can wear a short one, fine. If you are a woman, wear a dinner which is longer than your knee. Never show your knee. You don't do it. Full stop, period. So the dinner must be longer than your knee, but there are two lengths. Length. Wait, one is just, just below the knee and the other one goes down to your angle. And the older you are, the longer your dinner should be. The really traditional ones are the longer ones. Hmm. So, which brings me to the other point. This is telling something about your age and your state. Status. <laughs> There's a, status, status. Thank status, you. Status, yeah. And the other status we want to talk about is uh, where do you wear the knot of your apron? Yeah, where do you tie <laughs> your apron? Yes. <laughs> which side yeah. do you put your bow on? Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is definitely telling a story. So, if, if you see someone who tied the bow in the back, it could definitely be a tourist <laughs> just, um, doing it, but it could also, and this is the meaning of it, actually, it is a waitress because she doesn't want to get in trouble with uh, the, the apron and the bow and all these things because she has t- uh, many things to carry. So it should be out of her way or a widow. A widow. So mm-hmm. normally um, widows and um, 
Oh, you put it there for little children because otherwise they just augment. Um, <laughs> but normally it's a widow or a waitress. Okay. If you see a bowl in the middle, so in the front, around at your belly button, this is also <laughs> not good. You should never do it. A, a bowl belongs to your left or to your right side. Never in the middle, unless you're a widow or a waitress. So put your bowl on your heart side, on your left side. So if if it is put to your heart side, let, I, I, pre, I prefer actually saying your heart side and not your left side. Mm-hmm. Um, that means your heart is free. So with that, you are stating, I'm not taken. I'm not in a relationship. I'm hey, single. Uh, yes. <laughs> exactly. Single, ready if to you- mingle. <laughs> Here we come to the yoga office. Um, yeah. And if you put it on, if you put it on your right side, then that means uh, because in Germany normally also that's not the reason, but also we we normally used to wear our marriage ring on our right side. The the bow on the right side where your heart is not. This normally tells you uh, or tells everybody else I'm in a relationship, mm-hmm. and I'm not ready to mingle. <laughs> not for all the reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So length, apron, and the where you put your bow. Yeah, and your bow should be tied small, a small bow, not a oh, not a big oh. one. Yes, we we did it for yes. many many women around us a couple of times. Yes, small and neat, small and standing and neat. by itself. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I it's the one that I forget <laughs> every time is yes. which side put to put it on. In it. What? Exactly. Put some love in it. And you tie it. And also, you should definitely get one or the other. I mean, if you're male or female, you should definitely get a Lederhosen or Derendal if you're going to go to Oktoberfest. It's part of it. It's so much fun. And um, I, so I have one and I got it years ago at the CNA in downtown Munich, (laughs) which CNA is like, sort of like, it's sort of like an H&M, like it's just like a department store. Um, and they had so many, really, they had a a really huge selection to choose from. And they're not so expensive. I think that mine was probably about 60 euros altogether. And then the 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 later hosen is a bit more because it includes a bit more fabric and shirts and, you know, there's more material there. So those are more like 80. And those are the cheap ones because the real ones are like, you're not going to spend less than 200 euros on a real on a real no, one. No, big differences. But yes. it's still, I mean, when I put mine on, Anya, it was, it was the right length, just below, it was below my knee, like it, and it was fine. And it's, I like mine and you seemed to like it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it works and it's super fun. I mean, I wore, I've worn mine now, I think four different times at Oktoberfest in Munich and it's, it's, and I love it. It makes me feel pretty. I love wearing it. I <laughs> It's so fun to be part of that part of that tradition. It's, it's so good to wear where I didn't it because you just feel so female hmm. and it's amazing. And um actually it also supports the uh the, the ladies of the evening. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because no, the thing is because it has to be tight. Yeah. If you buy one, go for a size which is smaller than your normal size. It sounds weird, but it should be. So yeah. hold your breath while, while, while <laughs> pulling up the, the zipper or putting um, or doing the knots. But normally a real traditional has knots and not a zipper. Definitely not. Um, but 
it should be tight, but it only goes so tight and it ends, the tightness ends above your belly button Mm -hmm. and everything else beneath the, ah, how do you, um, beneath the end of your ribs. Beneath the apron. Yeah. No, no. So even above that, right. Everything is loose and Mm -hmm. white. Yeah. Which you need. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. It really is. I have some pictures I could share from Oktoberfest, but yeah, I definitely recommend getting into it. If you're going to go stop at CNA and and grab a a Lederhosen or a Durandal before you, before you head there. I I need to, because we are not only female listeners on this podcast, right? Yes, let me just say oh, okay. two words about for the men and the lederhosen. Lederhosen, yes, very important, but also we have something with the lengths and length. Length. <laughs> um, the thing is, <laughs> yes, thank you. The thing is about length is always coming along with the socks. If your lederhosen goes over your knee, so below your knee, you wear long socks, super long socks. You don't see your leg. If a lederhosen is actually shorter than your knee, so it stops above it, you have super short socks, which are just um, right there at the angle of your foot, and also a loafer. So this is a thing, a piece of sock, which is actually only around your... Uh, calves. Yeah. Calves. Wadl, yeah. Yeah. Wadlwärmer. <laughs> so we, we would say Wadlwärmer or, or loafer. That's the word. So, but you only wear these loafer and the short socks with uh, little hosen, which are shorter than your knee. And does the Otherwise, length matter uh, for your status as a man? No, no, okay. absolutely not. You no, can wear whatever you want. No, no. But it's super important to have the right socks for the little hosen. If you go for the cheap stuff, it will be goat leather, which is uh, normally not from local or regional and local um, factories and uh, but uh, if you want to go for the good stuff, so the, the cheap ones, you get between 150 and 200 euros. The good ones, they definitely start at 400 to 700. And the real good ones, they're far beyond. Um, okay, and they I was way off on the stitching. price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But these are, um, oh my, I might not be able to say the, the English word for that. Um, what are these these animals living in the mountains? Chamois? The sh- Chamois and also oh, the mountain, um, mountain goats. Yes, the yes. Big horn sheep. Yes. Chamois. Okay. So that, I think they're big horn, the, big horn sheep. Exactly. Like with the big round or, horns. Mm-hmm, okay. Right. Yeah. Or the deer skin. And actually, the best you can get is deer skin, but this mm. is the most high pricey one. But mm. it's extremely durable and it keeps its shape. Because later wasn't normally you buy one. And you keep it for your entire life. Normally, mm. you inherit one from your grandpa. Mm. And it already tells the story of your grandpa. Mm, yeah. <laughs> because they never get washed. Yeah. It's so gross. <laughs> you just take a brush. I am looking at my, um, I've been looking at my, because <laughs> I didn't wash my Darendel after, after Oktoberfest. And we had three nights there, three days, whatever, nights there. And it is the most stained it has ever been. And <laughs> I have also never washed it and I need to wash it now. It's time. <laughs> Why? It's, well, it definitely tells a story. <laughs> this is this is also why buy one dindle yeah. and a couple of aprons. Yeah, also. My aprons, apron yeah. is 
My apron is turquoise, though. I love it. It's like my favorite part. It's so pretty. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) It was turquoise. It was turquoise. (laughs) Now now it's the color of turquoise and beer. (laughs) And the story to tell. Yes. So you wanted to know something about drinking recommendations, right? Uh, well, I can keep it short. Yes, but 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 let's hold on. Let's continue talking about Oktoberfest, and I might yes. even split these into two episodes because we have there. We're not finished with Oktoberfest yet, and I definitely <laughs> want to make sure we finish with this. So uh, maybe we'll do the German uh, beer recommendations as a bonus or as a as a separate episode. Okay. So let's finish talking about some of the logistics of Oktoberfest. Yeah. To help yeah. people out so- if they're going for the first time. Um, mm-hmm with sort of updated information, because I know I talked about this way back in like episode 14, but uh, that was, I don't even know about, uh, it was a long time ago, years ago. Um, So just in case things have changed, but basically what I would say um, is if you, here here are just some quick tips for for Munich and Oktoberfest. Um, First of all, if you're going to Munich for just the day, for example, I Actually, the first time I ever went to Munich for Oktoberfest was um, I came in on a morning train from Innsbruck and I left on a night train to Berlin. And so I literally was only there for the day. You can lock your luggage in the uh, train station in Munich. There are lots of lockers there, lots of lockers. So you can and they're big so they can fit your luggage. So remember that the Oktoberfest, you can actually walk there. It's like a 15 minute walk maybe from the train station or you can take the U um, or a bus or anything. I mean, there's plenty of places. The stop is Theresian visa. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Actually, there are a couple that you could do, but that's the easy one to remember. Höhe. It's the other one. What? Schwanthaler Höhe or Theresian visa. These okay. two. Yes. But they are same distance. And they yeah, are, they just hit yeah. at different points of, of the... And Goetheplatz. So they're actually these three. Lots. Um, it is free to go in to Oktoberfest. And there are also a couple of luggage checks right outside of Oktoberfest as well. But they do close at like midnight. And so just be aware of that. Whereas the lockers at the train station, you can access anytime you need them. If you check your bag in with a person, just be aware that those do close at a specific time and you'll have to get your stuff the next day. But so it is free to get in. You it's you can go for free to Oktoberfest. Just anything that you do or consume is going to cost money. So there are rides there. There's a famous uh, Ferris wheel. There's a roller coaster that has five loops celebrating when Munich held the Olympics. There's an Olympic roller coaster. Um, and there are like fair games like shooting and uh, like target shooting. And, and there's lots of things. And there's food stands everywhere. Sausage, pretzels, potatoes, um, lots of typical foods. So you can go with an appetite and you can just eat all night long. It's amazing food. And then getting into the tents. So Oktoberfest opens at by like 10 a.m. each day. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the tents will open at that time. And if you go at that time, you're pretty much guaranteed to get in uh, because it's so early and and you know, Bavarians are working. They're at work. Um, if you go at night, that's when it's harder to get into the tents. Um, and so, and also if it's bad weather, it'll be harder to get into the tents because everyone will want to be inside. Um, Mm -hmm. so keep that in mind when you're there. What else can we share? There are medical tents in case something goes wrong. Oh, I have a really good tip. And the police? Also. Yes. I have a really, really good tip 
uh, for going to Oktoberfest. So many people, while they're traveling, your phones don't work. You know, if you don't have an international plan or an international SIM card or whatever, then you don't have service on your phone. There, There is no Wi-Fi at Oktoberfest. So when you walk in, if you are with a group, I recommend, highly, highly recommend that you choose a meeting point in case anyone should decide oh, yeah. to get lost. Um, and I think I've shared this before because I think it's such, because I've used this, we've had to use this backup plan before and it worked like a charm when we lost people. Um, and so when you, as soon as you walk in while everyone is still clear of mind, choose a meeting point. And um, if someone gets lost to the point of you haven't seen them and you cannot meet up, you can't figure it out, go to your meeting point to reunite with your group. That would have come in very handy one of the years before I figured this out. <laughs> um, so yeah, keep track of your people. Um, be smart. You know, those beers are very strong. Eat food while you drink. Just take care of yourself. Yes, definitely. And the meeting points are all over. So they're big things you which are easily to remember. Um, very, very easy also to see because they are tall, tall things and just use these things. And mm -hmm. only one third of the Oktoberfest is the beer tents. The other two thirds are actually all these roller coasters and mm -hmm. these booths where you can buy something to eat, shop for something, shoot mm -hmm. something. Um, this is actually two thirds. Mm -hmm. Normally people are only thinking about the beer, mm -hmm. but this is only part of it. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. So and by the much way, fun. What I want to mention is mm -hmm. we don't say Oktoberfest here. So here in Munich, we, mm -hmm. we normally, we also do a bit, but we, we normally say Wiesen, mm -hmm. which actually comes from what you already mentioned, the Theresienwiese. So we call it Wiesen because that's the Bavarian way of saying Wiese, we say. And that's, we go to the Wiesen. Yes. I've definitely heard that a lot. I just feel like it's, in this case, we'll we'll consider it Oktoberfest for everybody listening. I I also noticed that when you call it, you call it the Oktoberfest and we call it just Oktoberfest, but it's just a matter of labeling. <laughs> it's all the There's same There's only thing. one real one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want to tell our story from this year because it was so random. I can't believe that it is possible to go into the Oktoberfest and <laughs> not have a sip of beer. But I will tell you now, it is possible. And we did it one of the nights that, that we were just there recently this it year. It wasn't planned. No, it absolutely was not planned. But we were having a hard time getting into the tents because it was already evening um, and the tents were completely full. And so we decided to... Try. And we've been four girls, by the way. Yeah, four That's girls. Also. Yes, this yes. is true. You and me and two girls from Poland and Hamburg. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and living in Hamburg. Yeah. So we decided to go to a smaller, one of the smaller tents, which it's so weird to call mm -hmm. them tents because it, it's really, it looked like a chalet, like a wooden chalet, like building. And so we walk in, we get in actually, because we, we, they weren't going to let us in. It was super crowded, but we somehow we <laughs> got in and we found the bar. And I walked up to the bar with one of the other girls and I or I was so proud of myself because I ordered in German. I spoke to the guy in German. I mean, I'd been in Germany for like 10 days at this point and I can get by in German. And so I asked for four beers. I mean, it's so easy to say that, right? And he looks at me and he says in English, 
we don't have beer here. This is a bar. And I'm like, okay, does not compute. Like, error, error. This is a bar. This is exactly what he said. We don't have beer. This is a bar. I'm like, what? What madness are you speaking right now? What is happening? And he says, where are you from? And I say, I'm from the United States. And and this is, you know, and that I think it was, um, I don't remember which one was with me. And, I, you know, she was from Poland. It was Ivana. Ivana was with me. And he just looks at us and he goes, I know where you, I I can get beer for you or some, what it something he said I can get beer t- beer for you hold on or like follow me or whatever and we're like what is happening like it was just so strange that all they had was liquor at this bar at Oktoberfest and he invites us back all four of us behind the gate so there's like a gate like a service gate behind uh in okay we're inside this bar and there's a gate and this gate leads to behind the bar essentially and there was one table there one vip table <laughs> behind this swinging gate at this bar and he invited all four of us back there and proceeds to open a magnum of pink <laughs> rose champagne and pours us champagne into glasses with ice in them, which I also thought was strange. And we're just looking at each other like, what is like, where are we? What's happening? And we're all laughing and smiling because it's so, so out there that we're about to drink champagne at Oktoberfest. And all of us are like, where's the beer? You know, and and there wasn't (laughs) any. And it turns out that this guy was is the owner of a luxury resort in Austria. And this was his bar. <laughs> and the next thing we know, there are plates of like sausages and I don't even know what plates of food just duck being breast. what? Yeah. Duck breast. Is duck that what breast. it was? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of the stuff coming in and just, bottle after bottle of massive rosé champagne and we and there were other people at this table as well we had just been like invited into the party it was so random it was just out there to me I just couldn't believe that we were at Oktoberfest drinking pink champagne (laughs) so I think it was five o'clock in the evening when we went there Mm. and we left that thing at I don't know. We closed it down. Twelve. <laughs> when well, it closed at twelve, right? And so I think we left probably half past twelve. Was probably right. Yes. We ended up there the whole night. I did not drink an ounce of beer. Or a water. whole night at Oktoberfest. <laughs> I can't even. Or water. No, I, I drank water. I did drink water. I was a good girl. <laughs> and then we went outside and found the biggest plate of potatoes that we could find. And oh yeah! Do you remember that? And you had my sauce on your plate. I yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah, yes, and that's what you do. That's what you do at Oktoberfest. You you so drink and you, you fill your face. Yes, you fill your face with potatoes. Um, but I just wanted to share that because it was so different. It was so different every single time that I've been to Oktoberfest. It's been so unique and so much fun and makes me feel so grateful to be part of it because you meet such interesting people and um, you never know. You can never expect anything. You never know what you're going to get at Oktoberfest because sometimes you get a magnum of pink champagne. <laughs> yeah, these 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 are definitely rare moments. Yeah. And there are only a few tents which would serve that. 
you can't get that in every tent. But um, yeah, the small ones are definitely better to get that. Or the Weinzelt or the Käferzelt or the Marstallzelt. These are the ones where they are serving or like serving champagne as well. Mm -hmm. But that tent we went to is definitely one of my personal favorite ones. And it is because it has such a lovely backyard, which actually is a beer garden with this tremendous, absolutely super fun bar. There's good music and um, yeah, I just love it. Mm -hmm. Well, it was definitely a good time. Don't think it's easier to get in these because they are they fill up quickly as well. Right, they're smaller, so they fill up faster actually. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I would very much like to add one more thing, mm -hmm. which is important to know when you go to the Oktoberfest because you mentioned to store your stuff in these locker rooms. Mm -hmm. They have changed how to get on the Oktoberfest over the last two years now, because there's lots of security. It wasn't like that uh, three years ago, but it, it has just increased. There's a whole fence around the entire thing and you can't get in. So there are only access points and entry points and they will check your bags and no bag bigger than a handbag is allowed. So don't mm -hmm. bring any backpack because they will stop you and ask you to store your stuff. You won't be able to bring it. If you have things for changing, clothes for changing, take care of it first and then go on the Oktoberfest. That's really good advice. I didn't know that. And yeah, obviously no beer. No, yeah, Vipalver, don't bring no in a drink. <laughs> no, no, nothing. No drinks, no glass, no sprays. Pretty much similar to the check-in for airlines. Anything you shouldn't bring on a plane, don't bring it to the Oktoberfest. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Um, well, are we done? Anything else that we absolutely <laughs> must mention? Uh, maybe the time frames. Yeah, the time frames. Because Oktoberfest, every day it starts at 10, like we mentioned already. Mm -hmm. Then the tents are serving the last beer at 10 at night, 10 p.m. You can stay inside of the tents until 10.30 and then they start clearing. And this is when you meet the grumpiness of the waiters. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to be out around 10.30. But the good thing is, so these 14 tents, they close down. But then you can still have until 11-ish, a little past 11-ish, a little fun as well on the Oktoberfest with these with this other two thirds of the Oktoberfest with all the Outside. um mm -hmm. roller coasters and mm -hmm. uh, yeah they, what you definitely are desperately maybe looking for like food <laughs> and, yeah exactly uh, the food <laughs> and try your luck shooting pigs and cows and whatever down with uh, these little shooting booths on, and so on it's so much fun they're just they're just and, games also people yes. they're just games <laughs> And those won't go on longer than quarter past 11-ish, something mm -hmm. like this. Um, but there are two tents which are open a little longer. And these are the ones I mentioned uh, before already, which are also serving, not on, are not only focused on serving beer, which is the Kiefer tent and the uh, Weinzelt. Mm -hmm. so, which is a wine, wine tent. Yes, yes. They are serving massive bottles of champagne with nine and 15 liters and three, if you are going for the small one. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
they are open until one o'clock. You guys just got some mega insider tip right there. I'm surprised you said that, Anya. I did not think that you were going to share that. I didn't. Yeah, because there I know. are a yeah. few yeah. things that yeah. we are not mentioning here that are kind of for locals only that that you were <laughs> sharing with me while we were there, and um, and I completely respect that. And so I'm surprised that you shared that. But there I you know. guys go. You just got some insider knowledge right there. When you get kicked out of Hofbrau, you don't have to go home. <laughs> you can you can continue. Um, the Kiefer tent is actually really close to the first Bavaria. The Kiefer tent is super close to the Bavaria, which oh, well, is the, the status of Bavaria. Right, the, the right, statue mm-hmm. of Bavaria and also representing Bavaria. It's like the statue of liberty. It is Same thing. very close to that. Head. I'm not mm-hmm. sure people are going to know where that is, but it is. it's by the... It's close to the end where the Ferris wheel is. And also, on that note, I definitely recommend going on the Ferris wheel at night. It's so beautiful. So once you get kicked out of the tents, go enjoy the outside at Oktoberfest and eat food and play games and go on the roller coasters and ride the slides and the Ferris wheel. And there's so much more to do outside. It's it's so fun. It really is. And go into the head of our Bavaria. Same thing like the Statue of Liberty. The you statue, can walk yeah. into statue, yeah. You can walk into the head. Same thing. Do that during daylight. Up. Yeah, it's huge. Super it really is. I've never actually done that. I Best haven't time. I haven't done that. I haven't done the the old Wiesen. I haven't done that. Do you remember that slide thing that we were watching that I was laughing yeah, my head off. Yeah, I yeah. want to do that so badly. I don't know if you guys were, were following my... Tobogun. One of the oldest yes, things we have. It, true, true. It's one of the oldest ones because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a slide that you ride down on a sack. What is that called? There's like a word for it. It's like a, it's like beanbag racing, but it's not a race. It's just a slide. So you like go down on a, a wooden one, yes. on a slack, mm-hmm. on a sack, something. I don't know. But... <laughs> The funniest part of this is that in order to get up there, you have to ride a very, very, very like wicked fast conveyor belt, which is the most hilarious thing ever. (laughs) It is so so funny because you can't figure it out. People don't know how to ride it and they fall down. (laughs) They get swept all the way up to the top. It's the funniest thing. (laughs) And if you were watching my, if you were following my Instagram stories, just recently while I was at Oktoberfest, that's the thing that I'm talking about. You will know exactly what I'm talking about because I kept laughing so much. I might have to upload that video somewhere because it was so funny. I really want to try that next time. It's on my my Oktoberfest bucket list. <laughs> Notice. <laughs> yeah. I get you there after okay. the, the first couple of beers. Because yeah. the more you have you have been drinking, the more fun it is. Maybe of not course. for you, but for everybody oh else. Oh my watching. gosh. It's so fun for the crowd. Like it's I really think it's maybe the, the one thing at Oktoberfest that is just as much fun for or even more fun possibly for yes. those watching than those doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's one of the oldest things we have there. Yeah. It's like eighty five years running. It counts every year. Mm-hmm. I think it was 85 years this yeah. year. And exactly for that reason, it's not placed on the October, uh, on the Eudewiesen, where mm. the traditional things are. It's still there because it needs the crowd. It, it lives oh, because yeah. of everybody. Yeah. Oh, man. It's amazing. <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever seen it. I couldn't believe it. 
Um, yeah, it's like the most amazing thing ever. I think my my biggest, biggest piece of advice for all of this kind of coming to a close here is to go, go to the Oktoberfest, go to it, experience it because it is so unlike anything else in the world and go with an open mind. Don't go with expectation. Just go and wear a Darendel or a later a la- the later hosen when you go and just make friends and have a beer and ride some rides and just test it out. Um, even if you are normally averse to drunk people, crowds and loud places like I am, um, I love Oktoberfest. It is all of that just goes out the window with this festival. It is so special and unique. And there's a reason I've gone five times. <laughs> so I would say go just go put it on your list and go one of these times, just one of these years, make it happen. I think that's my my yeah, best advice. Book, Figure it book out. In advance. Yeah. Yeah. Book like in advance. Say. Yep. Book your hotels in advance. We for have sure. Hostel beds six... go for like a hundred euros. Stupid. Yeah. Six million people coming within three weeks. Mm-hmm. Prices yeah. go up like mm-hmm. hell. So yeah. Book early. Yep. Plan it. Make it happen. So let's start talking about German beer drinking. Actually, Bavarian, right? It's Bavarian suggestions, recommendations. Recommendations. For how to, how to best enjoy your beer cold in the glass with the people around you. All right, we're going to end it right there for now because Anya and I continued to talk for another 30 minutes after this just about beer. And while I know some of you wouldn't mind listening to an hour and a half episode, I feel like that's just really long. So I hope that you will come back and join us in the next episode to learn more about Bavarian beer traditions, um, everything you need to know about beer gardens, and how to best drink your beer in ways that respect both the beer and those you are drinking with. So thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, See you in the next episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.